maybe think of fall crops differently than the popular way they're discussed. Hey there, welcome to the Maritime Gardening Podcast, episode 46. How are things going this first week of September, Greg? Oh, things are going great. I can, as, as I've been saying those last couple of weeks, I can barely keep up with what my garden's throwing out right now. Awesome. <laughs> yes. That is a good problem to have. It is, yeah. No, I can't complain. I mean, it's it's healthy, it's good for your diet, you're just eating every green thing you can and also trying to figure out uh clever ways to sneak the the vegetables into your kids food Mm, yeah that Uh, must be kind of interesting but your kids must i don't know that'd be a catch-22 because they'd be so used to eating vegetables but at the same time they'd probably be like dad i don't want any more vegetables they're you know they're not like uh i I haven't got like hippie vegetarian kids right uh, Right. I would like I would like that, yeah. but uh, that's amazing, uh, really. Really, my kids like like starch and you mm-hmm. know sugar. They like starch and sugar. So imagine that! Imagine that! <laughs> their favorite thing is like starch and sugar. Like, what's the starchiest sugar? Pancakes. They're like their favorite thing to have for breakfast is pancakes. Yeah. It's just starch and sugar and fat. Because um, yeah. the way we cook them, I mean, people do pancakes different ways, but we cook them in like like a quarter inch of oil. They're like deep fried pancakes. Ooh. God, they're good. Yeah, I bet uh, they are. <laughs> so they have like a crust. They're like this crusty. Really? Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, they like stuff like that. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it's a hard sell. I mean, I've uh, that's probably a good episode. Mm. But uh, there are there is I made jambalaya tonight, so I smuggled carrots and kale nice. and cilantro. Actually, the kids they have this affinity for herbs. So like oh, I put. Uh, I don't know if traditionally jump, uh, cilantro even goes with it, but I, I just like it with that sort of thing. So mm. um, I didn't know if they'd like it. And, and some people have this weird, uh, some people hate cilantro. I love it. Yeah, you either, well, apparently there's some, there's an, a, like a genetic. Um, okay. Some people literally, it tastes like poison to them. Huh. And they can't learn to like it. It's just this thing. And uh, I did. A, I got into a debate with a friend of mine on actually on Facebook about mm-hmm. this. And I was saying, well, you just you know you just don't have a good palate, and I do, and you're no good, and I'm awesome. But yeah, really. uh, I did a bit of reading, and I got back. I was like, actually, you know, it looks it appears to be. What is it now? There's like a I can't remember the lingo now, but like there's a re- a taste receptor or something like that. So people that like cilantro can't are like me i like cilantro love it they're unable to taste some aspect of that food that people that people that don't like cilantro are actually able to taste the full flavor spectrum i don't know what mm. the terminology apologize to people there nutritionists uh <laughs> listening to this but yeah. um, people that don't like cilantro they can actually taste everything every aspect of it and there's some aspect of it that just tastes horrible apparently Hmm. but people like you and me uh it's like we're blind to that flavor yeah 
So whatever the offensive flavor is, we we can't we're unable to we are unable to taste it. So we just taste the good parts. Interesting. Which is good. I mean, it's a good thing to be blind to because yeah, it's good yeah. for it's and it's good for you. And yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that it's um, you know it adds a nice flavor to us, uh, it, it's it's healthy. It's good for you. So uh, I consider that an advantage, even though really it's. You're disadvantaged in the sense that your taste buds don't work as well. You're yeah, yeah. You know, short. But anyway, yeah. uh, off topic. Not what we're talking about tonight, uh, today at all. So anyway, I mean, the whole point was that the kids, uh, I put that stuff on the side, and they, they seem to want to add it because they're always out in the garden smelling different herbs and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, smelling the different flavors. And this is a new one. I got cilantro. Um, growing in my garden, and I planted it as a fall crop, which is today's mm. topic. There we segue. We got there. there that w- that wasn't too bad. That was only. Let's see how long was that. Doesn't matter. It's that song. Give me forty acres, and I'll turn this rake around. So I turned yeah, it around. Yeah. You did. The uh, segue it into the topic. So today, uh, we're going to talk about fall crops. Um, mm. Do they make sense? Um, the whole reason I started this. Uh, podcast and this whole thing of facebook and the youtube and all that stuff is uh well number one i like you know i like talking but i also like i'm a teacher so i like teaching mm-hmm. and uh number two i just didn't feel that there was any good reason i was looking for resources on this stuff growing this stuff and especially growing stuff when you're faced with uh living in a, a more challenging yeah. yeah yeah there's challenges of living in, not only that but i i moved so i used to live in a much warmer part of the uh, this province. I live in Nova Scotia, Canada. It's much cooler and much more difficult to get things to grow where I live now. Mm. You wouldn't think it's only an hour away, but and I'm going to do an episode on this. It's called Growing Degree Days. Far mm. more accurate indicator of whether you can grow things right. than your zone, zone 5 or zone 6. I'm technically in zone 6 here. But I know people in Zone 5 that have way bigger, better gardens than me. It's not because my soil is no good. It's mm. because it's just cold here and the soil doesn't get warm. And, yeah. and we don't have as much sun. We just don't have the same heat and the same sun as people in other places. But primarily because I'm just near the ocean and it's just always it's foggy here. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like a Highliner, the old Highliner commercials all the time. You know? <laughs> it is out there like i i don't even i don't even frequent that part of the coastline that often because it is cooler yeah no it's it's you know i guess it's it's you could say it's dreary i suppose Mm -hmm. i I like i mean i like a misty sort of air the misty air but uh, it's 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 not great if you're a gardener Mm -hmm. so i started this uh there must be other people Faced with these challenges, I know them, and I came into this this location knowing I was a good gardener. I had really good gardens before, mm-hmm. and things just weren't working here. So I, I knew it's like it's not me. Unlock it's, the code. The code it can't be me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it must be you know I have to adapt to this, and there's other people that I'm sure have to to do that when they move, or if they if maybe they're trying to garden, they live in a, a colder sort of area, and they're not having the success they want. Maybe. Uh, Maybe they think it's them, mm. and it might be. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it might be you, but uh, yeah. if it's uh, you know if it's, it's if the conditions are like they are here, it's, it might not be you at all. It might just be the fact mm. that you you got to change your game up a little bit. You got to you know choose uh, plants that uh, have shorter growing uh, seasons and so on. Like my mother lives in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, 
which is way further north. That's like zone three or zone four. It's mm. way further north. It's way colder there. But uh, but their summers are way warmer. And it's like they have light until like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, there you go. So she's had red tomatoes for close to a month. Mm. My tomatoes are just turning red now. Yeah. I'm in zone six and she's in zone zone three. Right. Zone four. It's, it's three, four. depends on the year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so uh, to bring that back to the topic of the show mm-hmm. here, uh, we're talking about it doesn't make you see all these people online saying, "Oh, you should plant fall crops and do this and do that," and we get uh, frost sometimes in September here, oh yeah, and uh, certainly get it in October. Um, so you might think, does it make a lot of sense when you live somewhere northerly or somewhere where the winter uh, comes early and the summer ends early? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so. I think what I'd like to start off talking about is 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 to have maybe think of fall crops differently than the popular way they're discussed. So when I watch people talking about fall crops, and I'll be looking at a YouTube video, someone in like uh, the UK or someone south of me, maybe in the United States somewhere. Right. Yeah, they've got. Uh, transplants they're growing indoors and they, they bring them out in like september and they're mm. doing stuff like that um i don't consider fall crops to be just things that you plant in late august right um, like the cilantro so i got some cilantro grown in my garden and and i planted it uh i don't know maybe the first or second week of august and you know it takes about a week or so to germinate and it takes you know maybe a month to be something that you're gonna that you're gonna eat, mm-hmm. and I planted them at that point in time because I knew they would come all, be coming along around when I expected my tomatoes to turn red, so right. I can make salsa with them. Right, mm-hmm. I tend to try to time things like that, um, so that makes sense. And that's that's in line. I mean, I didn't do any transplants. I just plant. I planted them where uh, where I had my uh, potatoes growing. Right, <laughs> I right. Pulled the potatoes out, and the soil was there was nothing growing there. So I thought, I hey, might as well, you know, plant some. Uh, and I think I did a YouTube YouTube video on that. Uh, I can't remember what the mm-hmm. title was. Um, but um, in addition to that, um, there's some things that you can plant in the spring that just keep growing all fall. And in fact, some of them are better in the fall. Like for instance, kale. Right. right so I've got right. lots of kale growing in my garden. I've got. Uh, red Russian, uh, Russian, ca- red Russian kale, Siberian kale, and uh, Scotch curly kale. Yeah, I've also got some um, Lacinato kale, um, but the the Russian kale I find uh, it gets a lot better in the fall. I mean, I planted those. You know, some of them I planted them in March, right? In the mm. cold frames, they're still growing. They look fantastic. If anything, they look better right now because I think the the pests that were bothering them. I think the plants are so big and mature now that, that, that you know, I haven't used any sprays or pesticides or anything for, oh, geez, maybe a couple of months now. I haven't right. used that uh, that uh, uh, pyrethin stuff. Um, they've just been fine. Um, you know, sometimes the odd leaves seems to get uh, attacked a little bit. I, I notice that the lower leaves that are a little bit older tend to uh, get attacked, but you just, just pick them off and cook them up and eat them. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, if, if you keep harvesting, really it's the lower leaves that are getting tired that tend to get attacked by the pests. So if you keep eating the thing and just keep removing 
leaves and um, to a large extent it keeps the pests under control but those plants you know, I'm not planting kale I wasn't planting kale in in August you don't have to if you've got kale growing if it's I, don't, I can't speak to every variety but if I know if it's scotch curly kale or red Russian kale or Siberian kale um, the kale you plant in yeah. April or May it's just going to keep growing right up until winter Right. This is going to it'll slow down its rate of growth when it gets, starts getting really cold, of course, but it's just going to keep going and going and going. I don't plant that stuff in, in uh, you know, the things you need to plant in um, uh, late August are the things that you would have to succession plant all summer long anyway, mm -hmm. like lettuce. Mm -hmm. So I planted some lettuce uh, sort of mid-August, uh, and it's now about... Uh, five or six inches tall so in another nice. week or so it'll be you know and i've planted a lot of i planted a handful of rows but i just keep uh thinning them out and moving them and thinning them out and moving every time there's a uh like like tomorrow's going to be a rainy day so i moved mm -hmm. a bunch of it today because I, I, I just planted two rows that were three feet long right which doesn't, doesn't sound like a lot but i literally just threw the seeds down and walked away and a couple of weeks later, there was lettuce growing everywhere. Mm. So whenever it looks like there's going to be a rainy day, the, the day before, I'll take, I'll thin those out and move them. I find lettuce, a lot of plants don't like being moved, but lettuce doesn't mind being moved. So I've got like, like uh, lettuce, uh, romaine lettuce growing everywhere in the garden right now. Mm. Um, and that, you know, that, that lettuce doesn't mind, romaine lettuce anyway. Uh, it's it's called Paris Cos is the variety. I don't know what the okay. Cos stands for. It's just C O S, um, but it's it looks like the you know Roman lettuce you'd buy in a grocery store, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mind cold and frost and stuff like that. You know it, it's not mm. it's not killed by it. Um, so if anything, it, it it likes a bit of cool. If it gets too hot, the lettuce will go to seed and bolt and stuff like that. So. So it's a good thing. If you're going to plant stuff, you plant that. But really, if you were going to plant that, you should have planted it a couple, a couple right. weeks ago. Right. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if it makes even makes sense to do it now. Yeah. Um, you know, if people, if there's people out there that are in like zone five or six or four that are planting lettuce right now, please let me know. I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Uh, I don't normally do that. I, I, anything I do that's for fall, it's really by... If you haven't got it in by mid-August, you missed it for me. I don't, don't bother, mm -hmm. um, but that's me. Yeah. Uh, but I have so many other things in the garden. And that's another thing. Um, uh, when I talk about fall crops, I think that's partly dominated by the notion that everybody wants like a particular thing or a particular kind of green or something. You know, I find the way the relationship I have with, with my garden is that there's – certain things that come along at certain times in the summer or in the fall mm -hmm. and so when those things are really coming in strong I eat a lot of those so like uh, two or three weeks ago I was picking I don't know if you see them, people have seen the pictures on Facebook but you know like a, a couple gallons or a gallon of uh, beans every couple days wow so when that's happening of course you're eating beans yeah a lot <laughs> all the beans you can handle mm. so now my, my beans have slowed down all the bush beans have really stopped producing i'm leaving them alone because i want to save some seeds from them mm -hmm. um but they're really not the bush beans are not producing anything anymore they've just pretty much stopped mm -hmm. and uh the only beans i'm getting now are uh, 
the beans that are growing in uh, uh, not the pole beans, right, the taller ones. Mm -hmm. And those ones, you know, I get enough for a nice stir fry, maybe twice, you know, twice a week I get a nice uh, bowl of beans that I can make a nice meal. You know, beans, you know, fresh beans twice a week is nice. I like oh, that. Yeah. Beans every day for lunch and <laughs> supper, which is not what I was so, doing. Not so nice. No, not exactly, especially when you, you know, share a bed with someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. or a house. Or a house, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, off topic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when fall comes around, I mean, there's things I really don't eat that, like I plant, uh, I'm going to do an episode on this because I, I had a um, YouTube video where I was showing, earlier in the year I planted a, a bed of carrots, mm -hmm. and I planted them in horse manure, and I have a video where it shows it's all it's covered in weeds, um, this is probably early, like the first of June or something, there's weeds, you couldn't see the, you couldn't see the carrots for the weeds, oh, really? literally, it just looked like a pile of weeds, huh. and so I did a video, so no, people don't do that, they always show like their perfect gardens, so was like, because I, I, I just put... Uh, about three or four inches of horse manure on that bed last fall mm -hmm. and then this spring I planted the carrots but somewhere between April or you know first week of April when I planted the carrots and first of June all the weed seeds in that horse poop yeah. had taken off huh. so I just showed like the tedious process of getting that you know all that I don't have to do that in every garden bed right. I don't don't normally just put you know fresh horse manure down like that. Um, there's better strategies for that, but mm -hmm. uh, that's just what I did for that bed. I didn't yeah. do it for every bed. So uh, anyway, I got tons. Of, I mean, <laughs> I got all the weeds out of there, and I put a mulch down, and the carrots grew great. Now I got tons of carrots, but you know they started becoming edible. I would say in late June, early July, I've got carrots. But I really don't eat that many. I'll thin them out. I'll, I'll eat them to thin them. But I really don't <clears throat> do much with carrots. Because mm. I consider, like, fall to be carrot season. Yeah. So, I mean, they actually taste better when uh, it gets cold anyway. Mm. I mean, they, they taste, yeah, I think they're the variety called Imperator. They're like a long, elegant-looking, right. very regal, regal carrot. Right. Uh, but, uh, so, I, you know, I have carrots... You know, if I'm cooking certain things that go good with carrots, I, I cook them in the summer, like a stir fry or whatever. Yeah. But fall, I associate the fall with like uh, making roasts in the oven. You know, yeah. roast beef or roast yeah. chicken. I don't do that in the summer because it's just too hot, right? Right, right. Uh, in the summer, we saute things and and, and you know things yeah. are you know, salads and you know we don't want to heat up the house. Right. In the fall, right. Boy, you know it's cold, so you want some heat. Yeah. So, and, and I, the way we eat carrots, uh, for the most part, was we, we cut them up and toss them in, you know, olive oil, salt and pepper and herbs, and we roast them in the oven, right? Yeah. So, uh, in uh, September, October, November, that's when we eat a lot of carrots. So, I consider that a fall crop. Mm. And it's really not, people talk about planting fall crops. You wouldn't plant carrots. No, <laughs> in no. August. I mean, they, no. Take for, they take a while to grow, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I consider that a fall crop. Same with, uh, um, like, uh, the parsnips that I've got in my garden. I've got an equal amount of carrots and parsnips. The parsnips yeah. don't even, they don't even taste good till December. They really need cold to taste good. Right. So, you know, when December rolls around and everything's really slowing down, I got tons of uh, parsnips, you know. Huh. And same with, um, usually I plant, like, different waves of uh, potatoes in my garden, so... 
my, my last crop of potato usually goes in like end of June, um, and they're you know they're still green. They haven't died back. The, the potatoes I planted in around the end of April are completely dead. Right, yeah, I can yeah. pick those anytime I want. Yeah. But the ones that planted very late, like that 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 video I did where I was uh, showing how to make a garden in six minutes. Right. Um, Right. This is still relatively, I mean, there's, there's potatoes. If I dig down, I can find potatoes in there, but they're still growing. They're really not ready to be mm. harvested yet. I can still wait another few weeks. Um, so that's a fall crop to mm. me mm. because it's ready in the fall. In my opinion, anything that's ready in the fall is a fall crop. Nice. You know, so, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not in the same situation as some other people. I got ridiculous amount of space and land, right? I've got mm. uh, almost a two acre lot here and, right. and most of it's forest. <laughs> yeah. So I could, I can make the garden as big as I want. I, mm. um, although I have to have a, for a lot of it, I have to have a fence around it. So mm. there's an expense. Uh, right. But, uh, right. so the point is that, you know, you're talking about fall crops. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say, you know, broaden your, your perspective on that. Uh, there's lots of things that you can harvest in the fall. Some things aren't even good till the fall. Mm. Um, I planted these, uh, I bought these pumpkins online this year from, I'll have to put the link up, but it's uh, some place uh, in the Ukraine where you get like mm. six packs of seeds for five bucks shipping included or something like that. Really? So cheap. I just, and anyway, all their squash were called pumpkins. Every single thing was called a pumpkin. They had like a hundred different kinds of pumpkins and no indication on what size they are. So I bought all these different pumpkins and I wanted, uh, this, uh, this is a fall crop, right? A pumpkin is something you eat in the fall. You don't eat pumpkins in the summer. Yeah. And not only that, but you can, if you've got a cold room or a cold garage where it stays reasonably, I mean, you harvest those things in October. Mm. If you can stick it somewhere that's not too cold, not too hot, it, if it's a winter squash, like a, you know, most pumpkins are winter squash, yeah. um, it'll just keep for months like mm. that. Mm. So that's not just a fall crop, that's a winter crop. Yeah. Is that something you can eat in January or February or, you know, certain different different squashes keep for different amounts of time, but some of them last, you know, well into February, even March, mm. um, if they're stored properly. Anyway, some of these pumpkins, I got, <laughs> I got pumpkins that are about, oh, almost two feet long, weird cylindrical shape. Yeah. They look like watermelons. They look like giant watermelons. Wow. Weird shape shape of a pumpkin i've ever seen um can't wait to uh, see but the whole reason i bought these was because I, I was tired of growing decorative pumpkins mm -hmm. you know most of the pumpkins we buy uh, are uh, um you, you buy it so you can turn it into a jack-o-lantern yeah and throw it away yeah it's not watch, food watch it rot on your doorstep yeah just, just it's like a sacrifice you're sacrificing yeah. it pagan gods of halloween yeah. sort of thing yeah yeah um, so it's, it's a sacri it's a sacrificial pumpkin. So obviously it's not grown for flavor. I, I, you know, I'm sure there's people who say, oh, those pumpkins taste just fine. No, they don't. No, <laughs> you, no. Know, like, you know, other you know, like, a uh, uh, acorn squash. That's mm -hmm. a good tasting squash, yeah. you know, uh, butter, uh, what's the one? Butter, butternut, butternut squash. That's a yeah. good taste. Buttercup squash. Those are varieties that are developed for flavor. Those yeah. taste I would take that over jack-o'-lantern pumpkin any day of the week. Right. So I decided, that's the reason I decided to sort of go go abroad searching for new varieties of, of pumpkin because I want a pumpkin that, you know, I want to carve that thing up 
and you know scare children when they come to my uh-huh. house house with it yeah. and then i want to eat it the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i get full value out of that pump i mean they take up uh, pumpkins take up a ridiculous amount of room oh, yeah. in your garden so if you're going to devote all that space uh, they don't require any time i mean the pumpkins i have i literally put the seeds in the ground and didn't do anything i haven't put a hose on them i probably right. watered them the day i planted them yeah like June, June yeah, 1st or something. Yeah. I haven't done a thing since. Not anything, nothing. Huh. Nothing, right? And I got pumpkins everywhere. So uh, anyway, that's a fall crop. Interesting. So that's the idea of this uh, episode is to sort of broaden, just to get people thinking and broaden your mind about a fall crop. What mm. is a fall crop? It's something you can eat in fall. Mm. Right? So most of my fall crops, I plant them in the spring Yeah. <laughs> with, with everything else. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking ahead, so I, I plant some things in the spring that are going to grow quick, and then I plant other things that are going to take a little longer to grow. Some of the things I plant, like the kale, uh, they grow relatively quickly, but they they keep produced because they're cut and come again greens, right? You just snap off the lower branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you, don't, you don't cut the, you know, when you buy kale at a grocery store, you cut the thing off, you kill it, right? Yeah. But that's not how you uh, harvest kale uh, in a garden. You just mm. you just snap off branches, and it it gets this funny looking stem, almost like a a palm tree uh, look. Mm. Um, so you can just keep harvesting them and harvesting them and harvesting them until it gets so cold that they uh, you know they they die. Mm. Um, so that's a fall crop, but you know you know you don't have to plant that in in August. No, uh, but yeah, if you, you know it really depends on what you like. But that's the point. If you broaden your your diet to like lots of things, then it gets way easier to yeah. do this sort of thing. you know like uh, if I want to have my wife really likes lettuce, so uh, I have to plant lettuce every two or three weeks all summer long to keep her in the lettuce business. Mm. I find that a real. I'm not crazy, but I, I'm happy to have some lettuce and then just not eat it again for a long time because mm. um, I'm happy to eat the other things, right? Yeah. Uh, I like to just the way I like to have my garden is I like to plant everything in the, you know the spring, yeah. and then not, not plant anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except the red, you know, until late August or until till early August when I start harvesting potatoes, I'll plant things in that ground. Mm-hmm. So I'll plant things like cilantro and I'll plant a bit of lettuce and stuff like that because it's available now. Yeah. Right. And there's still a bit of time, so you plant something that grows really fast because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's you know it's got to be whatever you plant, it's going to have to be you know a foot high right. <laughs> by the time by the time the world freezes again. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, winter is coming. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, uh, if you're going to plant anything as a, if you're going to plant something that's a seed for a fall crop, and if you're like me, you plant you direct seed it to the ground. You got to plant something that grows fast. Mm. So lettuce is a fast-growing thing. Cilantro is a fast-growing thing. Uh, I've tried growing um, uh, radishes, and uh, I haven't found they. I think it's just too hot. At least the varieties I've tried, they they grow, but um, they don't seem to do well. Uh, lettuce mm. seems to grow. They don't mind the heat. Um, so lettuce is a great uh, thing to plant mid-August, and so is. Uh, mm-hmm cilantro and there's, there's some other things like that but not everything is ideal for that um and also things like uh another one swiss chard that's another one i find you know if you plant that in in uh, the spring 
uh, late spring. Um, that's another cut and chemical in green. So you can keep taking leaves off of that all you know all summer long and into the fall, and just keep going until it, the cold kills it. So you don't need to do anything special to have that as a fall crop. Mm. Uh, if you plant that in the spring, you're going to have it in the fall. If you if you use it as a cut and come again, green, right? Where you just take a you know leaf off this plant and a leaf off of this plant and until you get enough to fill a bowl and make a make a mess of greens. Sounds yummy. Yeah, of course. No, this this is my. Uh, I, I think I, I I don't know if we did an episode on calorie crops. Mm. I don't think. I, I wrote a column on it. It was probably one of the least popular columns I ever wrote. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why people Sounds like a good that. podcast to do. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't really get the numbers up. Mm. Um, but it was on, uh, you know, the things that you grow because they're, you know, you're not growing them because they, um, you know, like a lot of things people grow, it's things they like to eat, like they like to grow uh, kale, or they like to grow lettuce, or they like to grow tomatoes, mm-hmm. right? But if you're trying to feed yourself, um, uh, if you have a diet of lettuce and tomatoes, you're going to be thin. Uh, you know, no, there's no two ways about that. No, yeah. They're not calorie crops. So calorie yeah. crops are things like potatoes and root vegetables and things like that. Things that have a lot of starch and mm-hmm. they have a lot of calories in them. And that's why they call it calorie crops. Um, so uh, those are the things I like. I probably like, you know, to a large extent, I like those the most. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a tall guy. I guess I've got a big appetite. Um, so in the fall, when we're roasting all of these uh, root vegetables and potatoes and stuff like that, uh, I love that. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. awesome. Root vegetables are a fall crop. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> no, for sure. No, that sounds good. Excellent. So that was episode 46. Uh, you know, thanks everybody for listening. You can find the show notes at maritimegardening.com slash 046. And if you happen to be a Facebook or YouTube, uh, we do post some stuff on Twitter as well. Um, become a fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're not already, I mean, the numbers are, are getting up there. Um, as of the time of this recording, I think we're creeping up on around 3,000 followers on Facebook. Um, YouTube's, you know, a little slower, but getting there. Um, so by all means, check out Greg's videos and uh, posts of some photos that he puts up. Uh, they seem to, to get a lot of uh, engagement with the audience. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys listening. Um, and, um, yeah. Anything yeah, I else? Tr- yeah, I try to, uh, the, the, the video content, I try to do it in a way that's complementary mm. to the podcast. So I'm not, if I'm doing something on the a video that I've talked about, it's not the same material. It might be mm-hmm. something I mentioned in a podcast and then I think, oh, I should show people what I mean. So maybe I'll show how to do a particular thing or, mm-hmm. well, you know, because it's different. Someone talks about how to do something it's different than seeing them do oh, something yeah. I remember when i tried to learn how to make bread uh you know i must have made it 12 times and it was you know you, you're reading instructions you're following yeah. the instructions and your bread's terrible mm. um but then my i think i went over to my grandmother's house and just watched her make bread and i was like oh that's easy mm. and then my bread yeah. you know then i was a successful bread maker from that point on where <laughs> just i'm seeing someone do it yeah um that's not to say stop listening to the podcast 
but uh, <laughs> but because uh, you know we we cover the material differently here. Right? We can go more mm-hmm. into um, it's a little less a little less focused, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but that's good in the sense that it gives you the broader sense of I don't know a gardener's take on gardening. Yeah. Uh, a food a food gardener's take on growing food. Right? That's what I'm all about. Growing. How do I get more food growing in my backyard? I want exactly. to have all, as much food as I can get. Yeah. So that's that's the value of uh, that's it of the audio podcast. Awesome. Yep. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll join you uh, in a couple weeks time. And uh, in the meantime, have a great September, early September. And uh, like I say. Go to MaritimeGardening.com, look us up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and that does it. Thanks, Greg. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye.